Welcome to the Crack On Podcast, hosted by me, John Saunders. Crack On! Hey guys, welcome to another edition of the Crack On Podcast, episode 7, series 3, hosted by myself, John Saunders. And this week, it gives me a great pleasure to introduce Luke Ralph from Rocks PR, just an all-round top guy. I met him on my travels down to Brighton, and he, he will be a lifelong friend. He's a really, such an interesting guy. Festivals, hospitality, we put it all to bed. So have a listen and enjoy. Crack on. Hey, what's happening, Luke? Good morning. How you doing, John? You okay? Yeah, I'm really well, thanks, man. I'm really well. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm not too bad, thank you, John. I'm enjoying the sunny weather. Yeah, mate, I'm missing Brighton today, mate. I'm telling you, I'm missing Brighton today. Well, on days like this, yeah, I don't blame you. Um, it, I, walking to work at about 7.30 this morning, it was still hot, like, yeah. real heat. Yeah, mate, and I bet this weekend's been amazing down there. It's been incredible, yeah. It wasn't a cloud in the sky yesterday, sort of atmosphere. It's like being on holiday is what I compare it to. You get a very... Um, similar feeling just walking around everyone's sort of having a good time i suppose a few people are on holiday yeah yeah sort of I, mean, I was on holiday but it's exactly that isn't it? it's exactly that mate when i came down and i still have fond memories and i you know brighton will be part of me for the rest of my days mate i tell you it'll be, yeah, for sure. it'll be part of me you know it's a beautiful place but it's a beautiful place yeah especially in the sunshine it's a special place yeah yeah totally right okay so let's get cracking straight into it then right uh what does what does crack on mean to you then mate uh, it means no excuses. Let's get it done. Crack on regardless. You know, we can all find a million excuses if we want, but you just got to get on with it, find a way uh, and crack on. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you've got a few examples. I remember, and I think in our industry as well. So our industry really does that, doesn't it? I mean, we've got to just get on with it. Sometimes you get thrown a bone, mate. You've got to turn, you know, you've got to, you've got to literally turn it around. Yeah, you know, well, today as an example, you know, there's countless examples. You, you can sit around wallow in pity or think, you know, you cuss, cuss, curse and cuss and think, why, why is this happening? Or you can just sort of get up, get on with it, um, especially as sort of a leader or, or, or a person like that. It is your responsibility, I think. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, it all the, biggest, comes from... the biggest one for me with you, I mean, this is the one that turned it around for me. When you had, we had that storm come in and you had a festival... Now that for oh. me, the way you turn that round between you as a team, you know, I just thought that was yeah. amazing. Do you want to just go through that? Yeah, sure. So we had a festival in uh, the middle of June in Brighton. Um, <laughs> we had our site completely built. Um, and on the Friday night, we went to bed ready for a weekend festival. Uh, Saturday at about 4am, 80 mile per hour winds hit. They rip open a hole in our big top tent. Oh. Uh, so Saturday morning oh. at about 7am, I've got 30 missed calls. I'm sort of there in a bit of a bit of a whirlwind because the weather wasn't that bad when I went to bed. Um, no, no. Wake up, get down to site. Health and safety have called it off. Um, basically, it can't happen. You know, this is too dangerous. So after about an hour of figuring out what to do, we decided to, you know, the first day was completely done. Yeah. Um, we moved. We moved all of the tickets into the seafront venues so that the people traveling down from London and such had somewhere to go. So it wasn't a waste of day for them. Uh, and then we managed to locate another big top uh, that was just about to be built for Glastonbury. Um, so they drove all the way down. Um, they arrived, I think, about <laughs> 8 p.m. 
started taking down the other big top, worked yeah. all the way through the night. Um, I mean, the production team had to take the whole stage, all the sound, audio, everything out. Uh, and then, yeah, worked all the way through the night. Uh, I mean, the festival was meant to start midday Sunday. Um, and I think we got open at about quarter past 12. So yeah. we were 15 minutes late. But listen, we, 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 managed, to, we managed to put a show on. Um, and the Sunday was actually a, good, a, a really good day. It wasn't exactly as we imagined. Like we lost a little bit of production. We lost a little bit of decor. But um, we, we were so determined to go ahead with the festival. Uh, and yeah. we managed to. Oh, mate, there's an outsider looking in and somebody who has total empathy for the industry. I just looked at it and thought, i tell you what, fellas, all of you involved in that, what an absolute, what a one to turn around. I just... Well, we had to, but you know what, people, you know, I put a few messages in WhatsApp groups, friends came down, you know, we were we were picking up Harris fencing, unscrewing, screwing things, do, do, doing jobs that you would never expect to do or yeah. never expect some of your friends to do. Um, but everyone sort of mucked in and, and, and we got it done. Yeah. Uh, it was nice. It was nice. You know, there's a lot of admin to do. People forget about that. There was someone sitting behind a laptop all day answering thousands of questions, you know, taking the uh, inevitable abuse. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was a real team effort, you know. Oh, mate, and, that, and that's, where, that's where a team really pulls in. And I think that that's where, you know, you, 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 you grasped me a couple of times. What am I doing on this podcast? Mate, if there's one thing, that's the thinking reason. That is one of the reasons. Yeah. Just like... You know, one of our audience, if there are any of them are sat there thinking this is a bad day today, that calls, those calls you had that night was not <laughs> yeah. perspective, didn't it, you know? Yeah, it, it was heartbreaking. It was heartbreaking. Um, it, but listen, it, the reward at the end, was it was a nice feeling. The fact we got it done. I mean, if we hadn't got it done, I might have been speaking about the 48-hour the, the period a lot differently. <laughs> yeah. But it pulled off. So, um, yeah, it was, it was very rewarding. And like I said, it, it, it meant we got footage from the event. It meant we were able to go ahead with the event the following year, which we obviously weren't able to due to Corona. Yeah, of course. Um, so that, that, that event has now been postponed, I think, four times, only gone ahead once. Um, but we're still determined to do it. It's, it's happening yeah. um, next year, start of May next year. So touch wood. But that's, that's when we get to go ahead and everyone will be able to see it in its full glory. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'll be there, mate. I'll be there. I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to Wicked. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and then the next question, then um, idols, yeah. mentors. So, have you, uh, you know, who, have you had anyone in your life that you you would see as a, you know, as yeah. an idol or someone you've learned loads from? Yeah, a, few, a few people, you know. Um, if that's okay, it doesn't have to be. Yeah, one yeah of course, but yeah, you crack on with all of them. Yeah, a couple of people. So, the immediate people in my life, I'd say, would be my mum and dad. Um, the work rate when I was younger, you know, they went to work every single day. There's no complaints. They just got on with it. They do a lot tougher jobs than what I do, put it that way. Um, there, there's no such thing as a sick day, you know, and there was no complaints. It's, you go to work, get home, and they were still working when they got home, you know, cooking, doing that sort of stuff. When you're younger, you don't realise or appreciate these things, you know. I have a long day at work. I could come home. I, I can be moody, mm. you know. I can not fancy doing anything, and, uh, and I just think, you know, my parents, that, that never, I, I never got that impression. Um, so I'd definitely start with them. That's then brilliant. my partner... My partner, Nat, she, um, when the pandemic hit, she had handed in a notice, but she uh, rescinded her notice um, right. and she worked for over a year. She's done a job that she didn't like. Um, it was affecting her mental health, yeah. I'd say, but she wanted to make sure we had enough money, you know, and it's things like that that make you ha like that happen and you realise sort of who's with you, who's not. So yeah, she stuck that out for over a year, um, which I think, you know, if I wasn't doing a job I liked, I, 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 I don't think I could last two weeks. Yeah, uh, we, yeah. We, we know that feeling. 
And then um, professionally, I'd say uh, Albie is my business partner. I work with on a lot of shows and events. There, you know, there is nobody that works harder than him. He, he's probably one of the most successful people I know, if not yeah. the most. Um, and he still works. If he could, he'd work 25 hours a day, eight days a week. <laughs> he would. Um, uh, and it make, it puts things into perspective. Whenever I think I've got it tough, or if I ever think I should be uh, in a better position than I am, uh, I can look at Albie and think, do you know what? I, I don't quite want it enough just yet. There's a bit more. <laughs> yeah. There's a bit more I can. There's a bit more I can do if if I really want to do well myself. Um, and then a few others, I'd say uh, Sarah Cole, who uh, I work with on Supercharged. She right. works for AI. Um, the way she carries herself, conducts herself in business. Um, it's a very, it's a male-dominated industry. Um, yeah, yeah, industry, I bet. Especially booking. Um, and Sarah's the best of the lot. You know, she's Brilliant. right at the top. Uh, always got an awareness of the bigger picture. She's got like a calmness that she's probably had a million emails from me with a million ideas. And she manages to pick, select the few that this is what you should be focusing on or this is what you're doing. And invariably, she's right more yeah. often than not. Uh, and then uh, one that really sticks to my mind um, was Paul Jack. He's um, L he runs LWE events in London, so does like the big tobacco dock shows, All right. uh, Junction Two Festival. And I remember, I remember it so well. He, he invited me around just for like a catch up. Sitting, he's sitting in his living room. And he's like, I've just got to finish this call, um, and I'm sure he won't mind me saying he was just he was talking. Uh, it was a work call, and he had talking about huge losses he'd made on the event. It was like eye watering, and I was just sitting there, you know, a little bit awkward, thinking, "Oh, I don't know where to look." Yeah. And he just finishes, finishes the call as calm as you like. He's like, "Oh, how things with you? You you were good." Oh, and just yeah. the way his business, and he could just carry on with his person. At that time, I was still a little bit more childish, not quite as grown up. You know, still would wear my shirt on my sleeve with every business decision. You know, if that was me, it, my day would be ruined. I'd be counselling meetings, but he just, <laughs> it just bounced off him. It was just, yeah, how are you doing, mate? You all right? Yeah, just a yeah. nice tone of voice, carried on the conversation like it never happened. And yeah. I just really realised there's a there's a, like a level to business. Um, and there's like moments you realise why, why these people are successful. Um, and, and it's just how they conduct and carry themselves and, and their attitude and approach. You know, there's no, there's no like special special hidden button or or knowledge that they know that you don't it's, it's just that they, they've got the right attitude yeah and if there's one thing you've got mate is absolutely 100% the right attitude you know I think that it goes without saying I mean we you've got a Thank really you good much. you know they say fill you surround yourself with the right people I mean your mates you've got such a great network of friends around you and, and mates and colleagues that that's surely got to be high on the agenda for you huh Definitely. I, I, listened, I, I, read a, I read something that said uh, you, you're just uh, an accumulation of the five closest people around you, you know, yeah. so I, I keep that in mind. Um, I'm very, very aware of that. I, I've, I've even sort of become less friends with some people over it um, yeah. because you see yourself going down a certain way. Uh, so I think an awareness of who you spend your time with is vitally important. But I, I've been very lucky. I, I've had sort of great friends around me who... In, in their own rights and their own things are great at, at certain things. And I suppose it's learning and, and sort of not being humble enough, but realizing that, you know, you don't know it all. You, you're not the best at everything. You, you, you know, someone who, someone who does something for a living or has a bit of knowledge in a certain area, you can take and learn from them. And, and I suppose it's that as soon as you have that willingness to do so, ev everything changes. Um, yeah. it, I think the, I mean, uh, 
I'm reading a book at the moment. I've just finished a book actually, just about, um, and, and part of it is about egos mm. and about understanding that, you know, whoever has that ego and has that, uh, that big sort of I am, are the ones that will never ever get to where they need to get to because the ultimate, the ego is the one that brings you down to a level. And again, I'm being quite open with you, but the biggest, I've never ever sensed any sort of ego with yourself. Whatever we've met, it's always been always been about other people mate and I think that that for me resonates with myself a lot because that's how I've always run my businesses is it's not about me it's about the other people I mean the fact that I asked you have you got one person no I haven't got one person that's uh, been been close to me there's about five or six that have influences and you take things from everyone haven't you yeah I, yeah I think so I, I think so it, it's it, you know I've done a um, Clifton strengths test I don't know if you've heard of it it's really useful it's um it's the most sort of regarded uh character test in the business world i'd say right. um so it's as accurate as as you can probably get it's a set of questions and and from that it draws some conclusion on what are your strengths in business right um with uh the the sort of overriding the overriding message from the, the book is to focus on your strengths not your weaknesses um, yeah. and then find people who complement your strengths so my number one strength was individualization which is seeing the best in other people yeah. um, so it's funny you say that because until recently I, I'd never it's it's quite hard to pick your own strengths and your own weaknesses mm -hmm. it's, it's 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 a difficult thing it's not something you what something were the, you what were the, the, that was the strength what was the main weakness then. Uh, well, it, it doesn't tell you your weaknesses. Oh, right. <laughs> it only tells you your strengths because you're only meant to focus on those. Yeah. Uh, but no, weakness, I mean, a, a while back, I would have said ego. Um, mm. And maybe from a slightly different perspective, it wasn't um, I'd be going around, you know, giving it the big I am. It was an ego from the sense that I, I would be scared of failure, scared of how you'd be per uh, perceived, maybe scared to try things. It, it holds you back as well, ego. You know, it can... It, a lot of people can sort of run their mouth and, and, you know, it can have a bad effect that way ego, but there, there is another side to ego, which, which probably isn't spoken about as much. Yeah. Um, and I definitely felt that, you know, there was a reluctance to, to fail, I suppose, or, or be seen to be fail, uh, failures. You know, I, I, I used to do this as well. Because failure is different to everyone. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I yeah. suppose it's an interesting question if he's onto it. What, what, what is failure in your eyes then? What, what was that part of it with the ego? I'd say, I'd say, you know, attempting something and someone else being better than me at it or, right. or someone else performing better than me. It, 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 you know, it was, I think as you grow a little bit older and a bit more aware of the world, you realise there probably is always someone out there bigger and better than you, no matter what you do. Um, yeah. But when you're living in a bubble, um, and especially before the whole coronavirus um, thing, and you could take a chance to step back and evaluate what you were doing, a lot of times I was living life 100 miles per hour, no perspective, yeah. you're just in the zone and you, you, you just got no perception or awareness or, 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 or just understanding. So you get in this place where you sort of think you think you're somewhere, you think you're something or, you know, and you're scared, you're scared to lose whatever it is you're holding on to. But it's it's not real. That It's just it's just something you've built in your head. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'd say ego would have definitely been a, a huge weakness of mine. And, and you know, since become a little bit more aware, um, reading a bit more, taking a step back, doing a few more things for for my own like sort of personal um, sanity and mental health and stuff. That I'd say it's made me a much better overall businessman and just a much better person. Which which I think behind it all is is 
is the key. There, there's no there's no hidden sort of cheats in business. It's just if you're a decent person, eventually I think that's going to pay off. Totally agree, mate. I mean, a better Luke is a better better everything, isn't he? You know. Yeah. You know, just have you got any sort of um, any any snippets for the listeners you could they could they could take from that? What have you sort of? I know over the last two years it's been tough for generally everyone, but especially someone in your industry or our industry, it's been an absolute savage beast, hasn't it? But what have yeah. you done over the last two years? You said you'd sort of come out a bit of the mental side of it and come out of yes. better. What have you so, what, what, any cheats? Well, when it all hit, I, I you know I had the couple of weeks of self pity. Um, and worry, concern, you know, to, uh, st- stripping naked when you walk back through the front door where you're, where you're <laughs> yeah, concerned going, about the vibe. Going, going into bed in the fetal position, yeah, we've all been there. <laughs> yeah, so once I got over the initial panic, um, I started running every day, which was a major change. I, I would I would always say to myself, I'm too busy to go to the gym, I'm too busy to run, which is just ridiculous. It, yeah. it wasn't that. I just didn't prioritise it. Um, I started running every day. I started doing a little bit of yoga, a little bit of meditation. Brilliant. Important, importantly, um, started listening to some podcasts. Yeah, um, Any particular ones you got a lot from? Different areas. Yeah, I've got a lot from the Headspace podcast was a good one. Yeah. Um, I, I've got, I listened to some property podcasts, which the Rob and Rob one, which was pretty good. The Crack yeah, On podcast I've been following, John, which is a really good one. Yeah, yeah, love um, that, love that. Uh, yeah, uh, even listening to um, like The Economist every single day, uh, learning a little bit about the financial markets, you know, it's, it's something you've always wanted to learn about, but I've never had the time. So I went out and did it. Um, and, you know, my, my sort of investment and saving strategy has, has changed tenfold um, since that. So, so, you know, long run, it, it might have been a blip for a year or so financially, but over the course of 10, 20 years, it could, it could actually be the best thing that's ever happened to me. That's, that's such a great way. Um, that's so refreshing to hear, mate. So refreshing to hear that. Yeah. yeah so I'd say the, the main thing was sort of just taking a little bit of responsibility for everything, you know, just realizing it's up to me to sort this out. No, like, what, what am I waiting around for? You know, the government aren't, it's not their job to, you know, you can argue a little bit to give you some support, but you know, it's, 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 it's my job. It's up to me. I can plan my time. Yeah. You know, as soon as I started planning, planning uh, my time a little bit better to include running to include podcasts to include walks you know the, da- the daily walk that, that became my favorite part of the day but you know you it's down important. The mainly down the seafront yeah, yeah but we started uh, driving to that devil's diet you go for walks we're so sort of blessed in, in where we live and, and the area we've got and what's around us i didn't need anything there was a period yeah. of time where if i had my if i had my iphone um and i had enough for 3g um and well, I, I didn't. My my outgoings in life could have gone right down to hardly anything a month. You know, it's just it, it was just a bit of a. It's nice to make money, and it's oh. nice to feel secure. Um, don't get me wrong; I'm not underplaying that. And, and when you have money, it's easy to uh, uh, I think undervalue the importance of, of yeah. money. Um, so so don't get me wrong on that. But it, it's changed my whole perspective. I realise it's up to me. I, I I I can make such a difference, and all. I plan for every call I have now, I plan 15 minutes before and the calls go a million times better because I've sat down, I've had a little think and I never did, I never did those small things before. And I, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how I got through life. No, I, I must but you know what? The shift, the shift now, it, you're going to find, I mean, I love that prep before because I had a, I had a week last week where, or two weeks ago, where I just didn't get anything from any of it. Right. And I just, I was going from meeting to meeting to meeting and actually I got out of the meetings thinking, 
Well, I don't even know what I went to that meeting for. I just I just <laughs> yeah. called it because I, I thought I needed the meeting. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, yeah. I, listen, I've done that a million times. <laughs> a million times. You, don't, you go into a meeting, you don't, you're not sure what you want to get out of the meeting. Yeah. You sit, get about half an hour in and you think, why have I not just thought about what, this beforehand? What are, yeah, what am I talking about here? I don't even know what I'm talking about, you know? <laughs> what do they want me to be talking about? That, that's the way. Right. And you walk away, <laughs> shake hands and go, what the heck was that about, you know? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. minute prep. I really do. I think that's such a valuable lesson for anyone. That yeah, look, I, I, I try my hardest to do even even more longer prep, right? Um, yeah. Especially if it's an important meeting or things like that. But every single one, if you're going to give someone an hour of your time or half an hour of your time, the least you can do, I think, is do a fifteen minute prep. You know, see what do I want out of this? Do I want anything out of this? Is it just to help them? Is it to help me? have they you know you sent me some questions i had a little quick think you know have i done enough to be prepared so i'm not letting that person down yeah um you know there's there was too much i think i think i think influences are, are a massive part of this but there, there was a especially in the events industry there's a whole sort of blag culture you're almost people almost respect people who can just blag it uh, <laughs> go into a meeting oh don't worry i went into that meeting and blagged it it's like oh wow you've got an aura of invincibility around you yeah because you can do that but I, I think as you progress you sort of, you sort of realize that yeah but the bigger the thing is with that mate i think i was going to say when you when you you mentioned earlier on about the ego and stuff the industry yeah. that you're in generally i mean i'm not However much I've dealt with, you know, I'm going to use the word promoters. I know you've you've gone up a level with that with regards to that. I think that yeah. you've still got that promotions company and those people within that. People at, at university want to join that promoting company because it's fun and it's big yeah. and it's and it's loud and it's so there is yeah. an element that there's got to be a, a sense of ego within there, hasn't there? You know, it's that industry. Yeah, it, yeah of course, of course, because people if you're selling fun and excitement and entertainment it's quite hard sometimes to do that if you're really humble and saying look we're an okay night out yeah, we're all right we're i just turn up on the door and be fine yeah we're nice people just come and see us you'll have a good time so yeah definitely um i i, I think the skill is obviously being able to separate the two um, yes and that's the timing isn't it that's the length of yeah. time you've been in the industry and that's the learnings yeah. and learning from you know i love that that 100 accountability bit i really you know if there's one thing that yeah, I've gone on my own now. I've left where I am. And yeah, I'm 100% accountable now, you know? And if I don't yeah. succeed or, or move it on, there's only one person to blame. It's me, you know? So exactly. I, love that I think that's yeah, awesome. It, it, you know, it was, I think it was listening to my own voice. I was moaning, yeah. sitting around saying, I haven't received much support. You know, the government should be giving me this. Oh, blah, blah, blah. And then I thought, well, hang on a minute. There's probably, it was my friend Pedro who's talking about the Polish government. He right. says, there is. There is no support. And he no. said, people opening gyms, they just go in and arrest them. He said that there's yeah. no one's got money. And I just thought, do you know what? It could be a million times worse. Like I, it was it's hard because I think as humans, you compare yourself to other people. And yeah. when when you get the feelings of unjust or things aren't fair, it is sometimes hard to not be vocal or not to be, well, I I deserve this, I deserve that. But the moment you realize it's just down to you and you can affect and change it all. So what if it's not fair? Yeah. Sort of thing. Life's not fair. Get used to it. It, it. It's like a pressure's lifted. It's like okay, well, I can handle that now. I can deal with that. Like things that you can't affect and can't change. You know, other festivals are getting three hundred thousand pound grants. You're not getting any. If I, if I sit and worry about that all day long, I don't want to see the other festival lose money. It, no. it, it's, 
it's, it's not going to affect anything. It's not going to change anything. All that's going to happen is no work's going into the festival because I'm the man responsible for doing something about it, sitting around wallowing in self-pity, wondering yeah, why. Yeah, totally. And I, I interviewed a lady called a Phenomenal Woman, uh, Harry James. She was on my last podcast. Phenomenal. She was a uh, crossfitter and uh, she went from uh, the police force into being in sort of, uh, some like high-end sort of films, right? Because she's just, she's built. And she went to the World Championships. What, one thing she said was control the controllables. Yeah, I can't control what I can't control. And what you were just yeah. saying then is exactly that, isn't it? Going into yeah. life, you can only control what's around you and in your control. Well, yeah, today, for example, you know, it looks like the restrictions are going to be continued for another four weeks. Yeah. It's a headache. You know, we've spent loads of money. We've... Yeah going to have to reschedule and rearrange things which people generally don't like so um, no. we're going to have a tough conversations for the next week or two with people demanding their money back that sort of thing us you know with our hands tied on a lot of issues because it, it's it's quite a hard industry to be that reactive where you're ready to go especially you know we've I've had we've had countless messages already this morning but there is no new date as so to speak yeah and it's, no no but until you get the news, I mean, the interesting bit, let's let's go right on that moment. Let's go back and, and talk me through the journey of Luke, because obviously, you know, university then rocks and, yeah. you know, you've done yeah. so much. I mean, we will come back to one thing I will say through that lockdown. My, a yeah. good friend of mine, Bruce BT, used to say to me when I was in work, and he was still with me, and you and you were encapsulated this. When one door yeah. closes, another one's got to open, right? Yeah. And I think the way you treated your, you know, you know, the PR side of it, you could, you know, you've opened load more doors, and that, and that yeah. for me is a sign of a great entrepreneur, but also one that understands the future. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, the lockdown happened. Uh, events industry was sort of put into turmoil, um, yeah. and I sort of started second guessing it because, in my head, I was thinking this could go on for a very long time, and and what stops this from happening? So. I had no immediate income for for a few months, so I decided to do the marketing thing. It took a little mention from one of my friends, gave me a little yeah. little kick, said, "Why don't you consider doing this?" He's a, mention, he's, a, he's a mutual friend of both of ours. Who, who Chris, Mr. Spencer yeah. himself? You love that little yes. bit of plugging. So Chris obviously realised um, probably better than myself what some of my skills might be, um, yeah. and what and you know our reputation maybe within the city could could help a few other businesses. So. He helped me put together a marketing side to rocks and we approached a few businesses um, and we've been doing marketing on their behalf. It's gone really well. It's made me a better marketer at my own job because when you get out of your comfort zone, you're spending, you know, eight, nine, 10 hours a day researching how to market an aesthetic clinic, how to market a building company. It's, it's, yeah. you know, it's autopilot uh, events and festivals sometimes where we've been doing it for so long, but it's put you, me out you of my say, this is the thing, see, mate. You say it's autopilot. I think it's brilliant because there's so many. It's like that that saying you don't know what you don't know. What you do yeah. know is so valuable now, you know. Yeah. And I think that's what Chris was saying. I know you you know it now, and you've always yeah. known it. But that that those that marketing that you actually do is is pretty yeah. phenomenal, and it's in the marketplace, isn't it? Yeah. Until I did it for someone else, John, I, I still wouldn't have uh, understood or no, realized no. it seeing it in practice and work in a completely different sector and industry, which isn't your business, it, it, it's different. It, it right. does make you sort of realise, oh, okay, well, it's, it's, not a, it's not a load of rubbish what I'm talking about. There's some... <laughs> yeah, there's some work and it can work elsewhere. Yeah, there's some truth in it. And do you know what? I got really invested in it. It gave me something to really latch on to and, and focus my time That's on. Um, 
like uh, it, it, it was it, it's not my own business and I, I didn't have the risks of my own business which probably made it more enjoyable yeah um, but really getting stuck in understanding learning um and seeing the results come has been very very rewarding um i, bet, I, I mean bet. I, as things go back to normal it, it's, it's tricky juggling the two but you know i, I want to carry them on you know, yeah, good. Not, Absolutely, not mate. Oh, I want to take us back a bit further than that, and tell us how it all happened. Take us back to the so, beginning. Okay, so um, I was at university. Um, Where did you go to? The, was it Sussex? Sussex. Sussex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I was. In, I was brilliant in the university, two, great uni. Brilliant university, especially at the time, especially. Um, so I joined the football team. Uh, yeah. Studied English, um, which is a bit of an odd one for my career choice, I think. Uh, That's good, mate. It's cracking. Joined the football team. Uh, became social sec. Uh, so I had to organise the socials and then one sort of one fateful day I got told I need to organise a fundraiser it's up to me how I do it spoke to the boys who had done it previously they said oh, I used to do a club event and right. money that way so I'd done a Monday night at a uh, walkabout <laughs> a cold rainy Monday that. that'd, be, that'd be the starting one wouldn't it yeah cold rainy night in January in walkabout <laughs> yeah. um, 600 people turned up or just a little bit over uh, yeah all paid I even got my friends to pay. I said it's for charity. Well, it's, it's not for charity. It's for the yeah, it's for Luke's charity. Team. Yeah, the <laughs> yeah. football team. Yeah. Saw this sort of bundle of money come in and thought that wasn't too difficult. So yeah. um, thought I'd give it another crack. Had a, done an event for dissertation day, um, which is a day when everyone hands in their final dissertation. But at Sussex, it was quite a famous day. People would run like naked or in costumes. And do like a dash with the holding their papers and people sit around cheering. Yeah, but there was yeah, no yeah. big event at night time for it. No one had right. thought we should be putting that on. You know, it should be a big one-off special in the clubs. So uh, done one at Revs by quarter past eleven, complete capacity. Oh, that's um, just that's brilliant. Yeah, I, I, on a on a Monday in May that was, um, and then from that I had Prism, um, Life, Coalition. I had all the clubs. And promoters sort of sit up, take notice, want to call mm -hmm. meetings. Um, and yeah, and really decided, you know what, I'll give it a go on my own. Um, told my parents, didn't really understand what it was, but were like, yeah. yeah. What was that reaction when you told your parents? Because when, when I told my mum and dad I was going to become a bar manager, they looked at me like, I said, what the hell are you doing, mate? Yeah, I think it was like, um, so, so what, how, they didn't understand how I made my money. Um, yeah. You charge people to go into the venue and you take that money. Like, it was just, it was a bit of an alien concept to them, um, bet, but they trusted me. You know, they didn't put yeah. too much pressure. They, they they sort of went, yeah, cool, like sort of go with it. Um, it was difficult, don't get me wrong. I had a few big successes. Um, the first year I had a big A-level party, um, took on all the big promoters at the time. Yeah. Um, Elijah, Justin, the local people, absolutely smashed the Facebook event, smashed the promo. Got taught a little bit of a promoting lesson on that night. Um, what was that? One of the, so the venue on the seafront, I absolutely killed them on my Facebook event. I tell, we had about five, nearly three, four, five thousand on the guest list. Right. They, we opened at eleven, and he just opened the club at ten. So right. there's me bringing my step, walking down to the venue, happy as Larry, thinking, um, you know, I've got, I've got the job done here. Get there about half ten, and the biggest queue you've ever seen in your life is no stretching way. from. Rival club, all the way to right outside my front on. door, oh, never. and we're still putting, we're still putting the barriers out. The club's absolutely rocking. Oh, <laughs> pulled your tickets down. Q 
huge growing and growing. And it took the first hour, people turning up, just looking at us and just going like, nah, like I see people talking and it's me on my own. I didn't have a team then. And I was oh, just standing no. there. Yeah, like, ugh, like what a good job, to be fair, to the other promoter. But he, he taught me one there. You, you know, it's, it's not always who's the best, it's who's the smartest. And, yeah, um, I mean, that's a, great, that's a great learning curve, that, isn't it? You wouldn't do that again. No, no, I wouldn't do that again. I'd be more aware, not, not as sort of cocksure and, and confident. <laughs> you know, I thought I had the job done and I, I didn't yeah, have yeah. the job done. Um, it, you know, it still went well in the end, but it was a real, you know, he's long in the tooth. He understands the game a little bit better than me. Um, and yeah, but like I said, you know, there's winners and losers, isn't it? But isn't it, you never lost out of that. You actually just learned so much, didn't you? You learn more from the losses. The I empty agree. club nights, totally you know, not, not only are they character building, um, you sort of analyse where and why it went wrong. Whereas yeah. when, it, when everything's going okay and going well, I don't think you stop and think and look and see, actually, there was an issue there. Or oh, we could have done a little bit better there. There's a a little bit of arrogance attached with it, but it's going well. I don't need to hear it. Someone suggests something, mm, yeah. don't worry about that. You know, there's still 800 people in the club every week. I'll worry about that next week, or you know, yeah, there's yeah, a little yeah. bit of that to it. So, 100% agree with you, John. You learn, you learn a million times more from the losses than you do. I totally agree, mate. Totally agree. So then you, you you got your knickers pulled down, but what you know, how did that evolve from there then to the to the festivals and all those bigger events? And how did that all, how did that come about? Well, established um, established a couple of weekly events. You know, lost a few lost a few nights, gained yeah. a few you know, ups and downs. Um, it wasn't until the rivalries like really heated up. So when our rival is at the strongest um, and we were at our weakest, yeah, that, that's when you hold a mirror up, and that's when I had to pull my finger out, and I, I wasn't prepared to lose. I I, I was you know I, I was prepared to do whatever it takes if it meant. 18 hours a day on a laptop messaging people. That, that's, that's what it meant. If it meant yeah. standing outside on your own till 5am flyering outside all of their events to, to ensure that people know about yours, then, then so be it. Um, so that's I really, never really give up. You know, you, that's the never give up attitude, huh? Yeah, very much so. Um, and I carried on and on and on. And then the competition's what fuels you to think bigger. It's what drives you to try and attempt bigger things. You, you've yeah, got to, go, yeah. you've got to yeah. get one ahead. Um, I started working for a festival called Shakedown. Um, right. I messaged the guy and he, I remember it really well. He, I just get this call, uh, <laughs> messaged him, messaged him at like four o'clock on like a random Wednesday, about three weeks later, I think it was a Monday morning, 7.30 a.m., 8 a.m. I get this call from this Scottish guy. Going, oh, blah, 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 just absolutely rambling about how many times promoters have messaged him saying they could sell 500 tickets and he's heard it all before. <laughs> He's done his research, though. Uh, people know me about town. He's willing to give me a chance. You know, if I lose a ticket, I'm paying for it. If this goes wrong, I'm paying for it. A million stipulations on the back foot from the start. Um, quite like sort of an aggressive tone. Um, <laughs> I get these tickets through about two weeks later. The festival's about six months away, so no one's really buying tickets for it. Two weeks yeah, later, yeah. can I have a ticket update? Any money to send me? <laughs> I was thinking... <laughs> Oh, I haven't even got. Even tough. This guy's got my balls and advice. Yeah so, yeah. so, I start sending this message around, and I thought, you know what? I'm going to tweet this message. So I'm sending the message around, posting around, like, oh, anyone want to buy shakedown tickets? And at the bottom, I just included, P.S. We're looking for people to help sell sell tickets. Uh, if you sell four tickets, you get one free. Um, get in contact. Like limited spaces available. Sent that message out within about a week. 50, 100 people wanted to do it. 
um, it wasn't. What do I actually sell them? Yeah, I wanted to sell them, but people, people, people were when you're messaging people, they quite often buy four or five at a time. So they collect. Yeah. I buy five tickets, I get a free one here. All I have yeah, to yeah, do is say, Yeah, yeah, what a great But yeah, fine with me because they're, they're accounted to me. So finally managed to send Nick £2,000 out of the out of the 20000 so I owed him. Yeah. And then I get a message, oh, is that it? I was expecting a little bit more for this stage. Um, so anyway, crank it up. Um, about two months before the festival, I'd sold all the tickets. There was 500 in a bag, send him the money. Pete calls me up. He goes, I think we need a meeting. He goes, if I had a penny for the amount of times I've had promoters say they're going to sell 500 tickets, and he goes, he goes, I'd be a very rich man because there's not one has ever managed to do it yet. He goes, you're the first one. Yes, to, let's have a meeting. Yeah, so I had a meeting. That's just great. That's a proper crack on attitude, isn't it? Yeah, got got more and more involved. Um, I, I was on a tiny percentage. The first year of Boundary, I was on five percent, very small fee. Right. I was, I was, I had people fly in the train station for free every Friday and Saturdays just to prove my worth. Um, had to do that for six months. It is the was, unseen stuff as well, though, mate. That's the thing, isn't it? With this, is that's the yeah. that's the graft. Everyone I've spoken to is not about what everyone sees in the limelight. It's that yeah. stuff in the background, like that, that gets you the results. Yeah, it? swallowing it. You know, if I get a mess, if I get a message saying jump, it was it was the message back was how high do you want me to jump? You yeah, know, how high around. do you want me to go, and and where do you want yeah. me to get there? Because that attitude and that that that's for me is where you know the men and the boys, yeah. isn't it? For me, it's this men or boys. You either want to get there and do it. Or you want to not, and if you're not going to do it, then just go to the one side, go to the wayside, and off exactly. you go. Exactly, yeah. I mean, I, I really wanted it. Like I said, I didn't want to fail. I, yeah. I didn't have hundreds of thousands of pounds. I had no right to be involved in the festival world. It was, yeah, it was, yeah. I was a small promoter. You know, I had I had a bit of success in the clubs, you know, a couple of weekly events. But compared to the people I was working with, I was small fry. I was, I was, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. I had a small percentage and, when I looked at it fairly and objectively, you know, that was right. So the only way I was going to ever get anywhere was by proving the festival would be at a severe disadvantage yeah. without me being involved. Without so. you being there. That's a great way of doing it as well, isn't it? You know, it's, yeah. it's a bit like, you know, if I related to myself, if I took a venue yeah. on or whatever, it's like, you you know, as a general manager, any general manager out there worth their salt should want, to, should want that venue to, to not do so well when you leave because it's like, no, I was meant to be there for a reason. You know the yeah. legacy is all good, but actually, it's deep down, you want to, you know, you want to prove your prove your worth, and that's one way to do it, isn't it? Human nature, human nature. You know, absolutely, you, you absolutely. Do a good it's job, and like, if if you know, if they go on and find another way to succeed, um, and it doesn't sort of take away from your success, then great. But yeah, brilliant. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, that boundary, the way the way it sort of came about, me me sort of taking over was. The guys wanted to crack on without us. They they wanted to, you know to have a go, and and I, I didn't think they were seeing my worth um, yeah. going into going into the second year because you know I knew that deep down I I'd done absolutely everything possible for that show right from the moment and I that signed was up. A good show. What was the numbers like? First one was uh, I think around eight thousand, um, oh, okay. ten thousand target. Um, it wasn't where it needed to be, right. but I knew I knew from my side of things i delivered a, a large percentage of those tickets yeah just personally um through my networks and we had done everything possible on our end so i knew without my involvement in that show um it wasn't going to go be, as well no no so you know the lineup wasn't perfect the first year um don't get me wrong 
not taking anything away. The first year is the foundations of the success because yeah. they put on such a great show. The production was really good. Yeah. No corners were cut. It was a proper show. That's why yeah. people came back. So, you know, I got a helping hand. It wasn't all down to me. It was down to... No, no, to... no, absolutely. It was a team thing. But, you know, you, you could see yourself sat at that table and you wanted to be there. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, but I, I didn't do the deal. Um, didn't do the deal for second year. Yeah. They, they went out um, really early. So, September Festival, they went out with their promo in October, announced headliner. Uh, EZ was huge at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Came, came out in January, February, March with... Jax Jones, Gorgon City, Steph London, Corrupt FM, like huge, Funny. huge, huge artists, huge lineup. Um, I felt, yeah, I was devastated at the time. Wasn't part of it. Outside of the bubble, put my heart and soul. Had people messaging me still, oh, can you sort me out tickets? Can I yeah. sell tickets this year? That sort of thing. That's very that's hard. It's a tough pill to swallow as well, isn't it? Very, very tough pill to swallow. Um, started planning my own event on the seafront on the same day to try right. and compete with... Um, you know, just to do anything to try and sort of give yourself that feeling of, oh, I can still have an impact here or I haven't lost yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. If I can't join uh, them, I'm going to go against them. Yeah, and then in June, I think it was, you know, um, both sides sort of put, put any animosity or, you know, they made their decision. I sort of got over it. It was a business decision. They thought they yeah. could do it. And probably at the time, it might have been the right decision. If you didn't, they didn't want to... Um, they didn't want to give up something they didn't think they had to, then why would you? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, from a business point of view. But how did the second show go then without you on it? Well, no, we, ju we jumped on in June. We oh, jumped on in um, June, right, okay, gotcha. Yeah, quite, quite late, got it sold out um, together because we, we were the right promoters for the show. I had all the networks, all the resources. I knew the lineup was was perfect the second year as well. I knew it and was And it right. fitted your business as well, by the sounds of that. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. That sort of lineup is where you want to represent yourself, isn't it? Put it yeah. together. Exactly. So it, the stars sort of aligned. Um, and then, yeah, from there, sort of the rest is history. It, it took a while. It took, it, but behind it all, there was, you know, maybe five, six, seven years of being a ticket seller for festivals. And, you know, sometimes feeling underappreciated. Sometimes, you know, I lost money selling tickets a lot of the time. Yeah, of course, because you did. I wanted to pay, I wanted to sell, make sure I sold more tickets than anyone else. You know, the first year I worked on Shakedown, our rival promoters had their name all over it. They had the in your ear. They had the VIP. They had the VIP section. Yeah. It was like it was presented as like an in your ear festival. Oh, that must have hurt. Yeah, and there's me running actually, around. Actually, I say hurt, but that must have just riled you on because no one knew like I know you. That and what yeah. you're saying from winning and not losing that must yeah. have just riled you on no end. Well, it did because I sold. Well, it, it, I sold a lot of tickets. You know, it was. I, I eight nine hundred tickets I sold, which I think <laughs> was probably eight nine times more than anyone else. Um, yeah, well, that's it. You show it, but it shows in results, isn't it? Anyway, you know, you've shown it in results. That's the only way you can yeah. do it. A lot of people in our game talk a very good game, mate. They talk yeah. such a good game, but not many people can back that up and deliver. Yeah, and it, I think it's I think it's having the seeing the bigger picture i could have taken what is it five pound a ticket i think i could have got I, I could have walked away from that you know pretty well off but i was paying i was paying my sellers five pound a ticket i was giving bonuses on top i was driving everyone i realized you know if i lose a couple of quid here it's not the end of the world you know yeah. the big picture is having a having a percentage in a major festival but you know it, it's the long game and it's, it's hard it's very hard sometimes to not get disheartened or not get down or not if you're not seeing immediate rewards or immediate benefits you know it, it, even in the next year it, it's only over the last few years i've really seen the bigger picture and to have a 
three to five year plan, you know, events, it's easy money sometimes, right? And it's quick money, but it gives you the wrong impression. It gives you the impression that you're failing. If you're not making a, a ton of a bucket load of money in the first week or the first few months, it's like, oh, yeah. that's a failure. It's quite hard to look long-term. But I think um, it's also it's also one of those industries that it is quite cash injection, isn't it? You get a cash yeah. injection. You think you're, you're riding the wave, but actually, as, you, as COVID has shown, we're not protected by anything, are we? You know, it can, it can, you know, such such things can happen that you're not protected, and it's uh, it's interesting to say because actually today's young kids and instant gratification and, and not working that graft, and you know, it's taken you ten years plus to get yeah. uh, to where you are now, and and like I said, it's those unseen things, isn't it, that people just do not see. It's, no, they don't see, and you know, like, I mean, I wish I documented it all. Um, I bet, mate. I bet I was, it's all there, but I bet, I bet. I had too much ego because you don't want people to see you struggling. You don't want no. to see people see the hard work. You know, it, you know, everyone loves you meet up with people. Ah, oh, been so busy with work. It's like a status thing. You know, yeah. oh, work's yeah. going really, yeah. work's going really well. Doing this. Yeah, work's going really well, flat out. You know, promoters. It's almost the opposite sometimes. It's uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, event. Yeah, sold out. Yeah, didn't didn't do anything. Oh, didn't put any spend on it. Not yeah, one pound. It comes full circle, did it? Yeah, I haven't done any work and it's still done. <laughs> yeah. Uh, didn't even send an email out. I haven't even let yeah, anyone know it's happening and it's sold out. That's yeah, I haven't got to do anything now. I just wake up in the morning and it's all sold out for him. <laughs> yeah, so I, I was very much caught in that, uh, very much caught in that loop. Going, no, I haven't been doing any work. No, no, it's all good, mate. Not a problem. I ain't going to work hard anymore. I've already done it, you know? Friday's so, already sorted. Yeah, I, I wish I'd documented it because, um, yeah, you know, look, I, I mean, I listen to your podcast. Um, I listen to a few others. Um, even if you talk to the top elite managers, sportsmen, one thing that's no one, no, no, no one wakes up with this ability to be at the top of their um, top of their industry, top of their sport. No one. It, it's no. accumulation of years and years of hard work and yeah the instant gratification and stuff that that can come you know when phil foden cristiano ronaldo put a post up on their instagram or they've got 40 million followers you know and everyone's going oh all they do is play football but you know it's been 15 20 30 years of hard work but on instagram crafty would have put through you know to have to get to that we're going to come to the final three questions in a minute i want to want to ask you before we get to them was the one time one moment in your you know we're talking about highs and lows and and you know, obviously there has been a lot of lows in your life and a lot of highs. And like you said, you've learned from the lows. Any particular one that, you, that, that changed you dramatically going forward? You mentioned, you know, that guy pulling your knickers down. And I say knickers, I mean pants. But, you know, yeah. but is there any other particular moment you just thought, bloody hell, this is going against me here. And I either changed myself or was there one moment in your life that that's been Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. I'd say... Uh... We uh, we stayed, you know, we stayed loyal to a venue. Um, yeah. They had they had operators in um, who were, who had the keys, and they had been loyal to us, showed us loyalty. We got a great offer to take over Trash Mondays. Yeah, but it would have meant that those guys they basically said to us, "We're going to give the keys back to the venue if you leave, and and yeah. you know we've stuck by you, um, stuck by them." And then the inevitable happened. Rivals took Trash Mondays absolutely smashed it because it was a gold egg at the time yeah. uh sitting there watching my event get quieter and quieter pulling your hair out not much you can do because the momentum's gone you can see it a million miles off um yeah. you're sort of flogging a dead horse you've stayed loyal and you've got nowhere uh and 
on top of that, all your mates who, well, you're at the time, all your ex-mates have gone off to create their own, do their own thing. They're all having an absolute field day, hand over fist. Um, yeah, it was tough. I mean, yeah, I, I considered packing it all in, if I'm being honest. I was going to say, I, yeah, what, what, what were the mind thoughts? Because that, that's well, the mindset. Was, I'm, I'm, on a losing, I'm on a losing battle here. My mindset yeah, yeah. was, you know, my colleagues who I was working with at the time didn't have the same um, attitude as me. It would very much be <laughs> wake up at four or five o'clock put yeah. a status up on Facebook because that's all they had to do back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go out for dinner, turn up for work, put the money in a bag, go home, repeat. That was that was the, whereas I was trying to modernise it, I was realising they've got six, seven of them guys full-time online messaging people, you know, every, it's a, I'm a one-man band against them. Yeah. Um, but I, I didn't believe their business model. I, I, I knew their business model. I knew they were paying too much. Yeah. And I knew that, the good times don't always last. Um, so I really, I toughed it out in the end. I mean, I, I did have, I interviewed for like other jobs um, because I just, I don't know, not, not weakness, but it was, it's, it's hard to take when you've got people around you, all your friends, they're all winning and you're the one who's losing. Um, you, you lose yourself a little bit. You lose your sort of, you know, integrity. You start try, making decisions that you're trying to make, see them do bad, not you do well. You're making, you're yeah, trying yeah. to, so what turned that around then? What was it? Was it any defining moment or not? Or was it just sort of no, turning up every day? Turning up every day. That's all it was. You'll turn up every day and sticking to it uh, and realizing if you focus on yourself, you don't, you, it doesn't matter what other people are doing. I mean, you have to have an awareness of competitors and rivals. It'd be stupid not to, but you start trying to second guess and do things to affect that. It, that that's not the best way. The best way, worry about yourself, trust in your own, in what you're doing, your own quality your own you know direction if you're pro you know work on your product it's so easy we live in a little bit of a blame culture and it's so easy to point the finger at someone else or oh it only went wrong because of that or it's not my fault because of this you know but really <laughs> you look internally you look at yourself and, and that's often when you start seeing the best results yeah totally um, mate and before we get into like the final three questions yeah. um i always give everyone a, a chance to because if I, I listen to this, honestly, I'd be there's some total gems in it, mate. I'd love to, and I'd love to reach out. If someone wanted to sort of reach out and say, say hello, how's best to, to contact you, mate? So anywhere, really. So I'd say any of my socials, um, which will probably be Luke Brighton Rocks. Uh, my yeah. email, which is luke at rockspr.co.uk. Um, but yeah, I'd encourage people to. It, it, you, you, get, you learn a lot sometimes from teaching and... and you learn a lot by just speaking, talking about things you've done and you, you sort of have a moment of realisation where you're like, oh, never never looked at it this way or oh, I could use some of those skills into something I'm working on now or, or, or things like that. You, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just like a goodwill or an energy that we don't really fully understand, but you, you get a lot of gratification and, and maybe just be better self-awareness from helping others I, I mean I, you know there, there's a million people people could go to that are better for advice than myself but I, I'll always give it if someone asks or, yeah, or you know I, try my you best know I, I totally I totally disagree with that to a point I don't think there's many people out there that could give look some of the things you've spoken about today have just been like I said I think absolutely gold gold make gold dust you know I know that uh you don't agree with that, but I'm telling you that's straight. I would love, to, I would always reach out to you. I'm telling you. I, th I think there's a long way. Uh, well, I hope there's a long way to go for myself. Yeah, you've yeah, got a journey. You know. You're on a journey, mate. It's a, it's, a, it's such an exciting journey as well. So I, I like. I'm going to come to the end in a bit after these three cool. questions. So, all right. all right then. So three non-negotiables to get into Luke's life. 
What are the three okay. non-negotiables? I would say hard work, number one. Yeah, um, and I, I second think that. There's one thing that I know that you do is you are one hell of a hard worker, mate. Yeah, I think if, if you're not prepared to work hard, um, I just can't see how you can complain, you know. Yeah, yeah you can't get in the Luke's world otherwise. So that's one, that's, <laughs> yeah, a good that's one. it. I would say uh, integrity. Yeah. So I think, I think you know, being good intentioned, making sure that there's a bit of honesty behind what you do um, uh, and you're trying to do good, I, I think is very important. Um, yeah. the, the, the right reasoning and right intentions behind your actions, I, I, I think is very important. And, and if there isn't, I think it's a matter of time before you get caught out or you, or you fall short. Yeah, I agree with that. And then uh, last one? I'd say truth. Um, yeah. Telling, I think if you're working with people or you've got people in your life, you've got to be able to trust them. Um, and they've, they've got to just tell the truth. I mean, I, I understand why people lie. Um, I, I've lied in the past. Everyone's lied at some point. Uh, it, it's just, I think it's a bit of a weakness in character. And, I, I and more often than not, when you tell the truth, um, especially to the people close around you, you get a 10 times better answer than what you're expecting. People want to help people naturally. You know, someone tells you the truth, you want to help them. But that's your first reaction. It's when people are lying is when you want to push them away or, or yeah. not have too much to do with them. Agreed. Uh, yeah. And like you say, mate, what I will go back on before the last two questions yeah. is that the, the ones that are important in your life, the idle bits and, and you know, the, the idle people, you know, I know yeah. I'll be with you. And I, I never really yeah. met I'll be that much, but I've got to be honest, that sort of work ethic, that person, the one thing you'll yeah. do is tell you straight, you know, yeah. and, and, and <laughs> you will tell you straight. And I, and I've got all the time in the world for that. And I am not, you know, I'm not pussyfooting around. I got a problem with you. I'll tell you straight. And the same vice versa. Well, but also yeah, and listen, bringing people on, isn't it? You know. Yeah, it, if you well, if you can't handle it, I think Albie's actually just sort of get out of the kitchen. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and his own business. I, and I thought you, you know your partner, you know, very yeah. resonated with me. My wife has been working. Yeah. Like I've literally been waving my wife off doing nights for the last year yeah. and a half. It's hurt me, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah. it's the same thing, mate. There's people that are in your life doing things that just outside their comfort zone as well and showing you the way. I just think that's that's awesome. But those three non-negotiables are brilliant, mate. Cool. So give me, give me, uh, it's the last but one. Biggest yeah. life lesson so far. Okay. Um, I'd say it's nobody owes you anything. You know, like, life's not fair. Um, it, it's, it's, up to, it's up to you to make things happen. Um, no, no one else is out there. You can, you know, read books. I say that in a good way because I've taken a lot from books. But you can read all the books in the world. You can watch all the YouTube videos in the world. If you're not prepared to action anything yourself, you just you're not going to get anywhere you, you can stand there out you know i did it i was guilty of it I, I thought i was entitled and owed something at the start of last lockdown and in the moment i realized i'm not and i could have been born 99 times out of 100 in a different scenario and i'd be getting a lot rawer deal than what i've got right now um so yeah perspective have a bit of perspective um and i think yeah you don't need to say any more than that. That's just, it's just brilliant. I, love, I just such yeah. a great, great, great lesson there. So the, yeah. the, the last question that I ask everyone is when you go back, if you were to go back to, let's say 16, because 18 is sort of all happened to you in university. So let's say you went back to a 16 year old Luke, what sort of advice now would you give him? <laughs> um, I'll say the main one would be responsibility. Um, you, I was sort of not feeling, I had no awareness uh, at all about anything. I just, I just thought me and my friends, that little bubble, that was the be all and end all, you know. There was never a thought about the future, never a thought about what's next. 
there was, like I say, there was always someone else. If something went wrong, it was someone else's fault. Um, yeah. you know, I, real, I think realizing the buck stops with you. Um, you know, uh, if I knew what I knew now at that age, I think I could have been ten times more successful. Um, so I, what I mean, would I you had great... any any snippet of advice? Like, I, you know, any anything you would say to them? Uh, I would, yeah, I, yeah, I would say. Um, I would say slow down and have a have a bit of awareness, you know. Well, how you do anything is how you do everything. You know, there's no point yeah, yeah. having this bravado and image on one side of things, but at the same time, you're going off and doing something completely contradictory. You're putting stupid things up on your social media and then you get you're thinking you're thinking you're carrying yourself amazingly well in another aspect of your life. It, it, it all needs to come full circle, um, and it really does. It's not until you, it's not until you actually sit there, hold yourself accountable for everything that you, I think you can really grow. Um, and like I say, I was living at 100 miles per hour. I wasn't accountable to anyone. I wasn't responsible. I was just in the day to day, waking up. You know, as soon as the event started, they were going all right. But I was in this bubble where I thought they were going all right. But was I rich? No. But I was making a little bit of money and had everyone saying, oh. You know, you're doing well. You think you're doing amazing, and you've got no other plans. You've got no no foresight. You've got no appreciation of anything. If someone said, "Let's go for a walk," I would have said, "Why would I do that for?" Yeah, no, yeah. I don't need you to do that. The magic question, then. Just I know, a bonus question. Would you change anything so far? Uh, no, I don't think so. Um, I, I think the the, the lessons and um, even the moments of cringe and stuff where you look back on them and you just want to, you, you just want the ground to swallow you up. That that's what makes you who you are. That that's what you. You know the tough times, what you remember the most, right? And and the biggest wins, what you remember the most. So, without the without the lows, there is no highs. Um, well, there definitely wouldn't be as as big a highs. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no. Moment, mate. I mean, I can see so many great things for you. I'll tell you what, and that's not just. You know, you're such a genuine guy that I wish you all the best in your journey, mate. And I, I I'm I'm, you, I'm so thankful I'm uh, I'm involved in it. And and I, you know, Cash was a, a great friend. Um, yeah, and I, I wish you all the best with everything you do, mate. It's been amazing watching it so far, and uh, I can't wait to uh, to see where it unravels. No, thank you very much. And uh, yeah, it's, it's you know, it was um, it was very nice, very kind of you to ask me on. It was very humbling. Um, you've yeah, had some great guests, and to be uh, sort yeah. of a great guest, mate. Have a great day. Thanks ever so much for coming on, and just keep cracking on, bud. Thank you, John. You take care. See you later. Yeah, and you, mate. Cheers, Luke. See you, mate. Bye, bye. So there we go, Luke. As I said, just an all-round, really, really level-headed guy. Never talks himself up. Always about other people. Now, what you notice through all that podcast, talks about everyone else, his team. You know, everyone else by himself. It's all about development for him. And that, for me, is the crucial part for me. That's the bit I take from Luke, is that every time I ask him for something or he asks me, I'll always try and deliver for him because he always does the same back. I think it's give and take, and he, and he totally and utterly gets it, works so hard, and he's such a good guy that I'm just so chuffed I had a chance to spend 45 minutes an hour with him, um, and, and he's going to be a long life, long time friend for me. Uh, so I hope you enjoyed, I really do. Comment below, give us some feedback. But anyway, if not, on to the next one. Crack on! Call.